This week on the Fake Outrage Report, we answer more tough questions like, does reverse racism apply when it comes to free donuts? And does your hotel give you a boner? Welcome to the Fake Outrage Report, the show where we tell you whether your opinion matters. <laughs> I am right. Sandeep Sen. With me, as always, the beautiful Phil Causey. Phil. Hey. Beautiful. Yes. It's, it's weird. The number of physical compliments that you give me to start the show, should I be worried at some point? Well, Phil has a very low body fat percentage. I think we should... Uh, do you know your body fat percentage? Um. Ooh. It's probably... It's around 10, but I think it's a little lower. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. Not quite a swimmer's body, but Not I, I try. He does. You do look like a little like Ryan Lochte, a little less, you know, like when yeah, he's you, out of you, shape. You do have a, I never noticed it until you just said that, but you kind of have a less douchey Ryan Lochte thing going on. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my God. You just opened my eyes. Oh, he's the love child of Ryan Lochte and Timmy from South Park. <laughs> with with low body fat percentage. So there you go. Here we go. And uh, Sandeep Sen, and I didn't make this up, but you've been people have told you you look like the Indian Mr. Bean. Right? Yes. Also the Indian Chuck Schumer. A little bit, right? I can kind of see both of those, yeah. Yeah, yeah. a little bit of the Roman act. Like you put him in a gray suit and you put like a dumb sketch, or not dumb, but like a well, like a cool physical yeah. sketch. A little bit of Rowan Atkinson. Oh, when bit. I when I do like comedy shows, I I'm, I usually open with one of those two things. Like I realize I look like Indian Mr. V and Chuck Schumer, and it always just crushes like more than any fucking joke I've ever written. Do you ever cultivate um your out? Do you ever wear like a suit that look like Mr. Bean to like? To like land it harder, or do you think that's too proper? It lands pretty hard whether I do it or not. So then I have to, I have to be like, "Fuck you guys for laughing at that." But uh, it always like gets the it gets the I like it's always a good start to my set. A neo Nazi told me that I look like the guy from The Big Bang Theory, but I'm pretty sure I don't, and he was just racist. No, he just doesn't. But I think I just brown people. <laughs> he just, yeah, he doesn't know brown people. Oh, by the way, that third voice you're hearing today is a very familiar voice for those of you who listen to the show regularly. Uh, Ajay Raj, the founding co-host of the Fake Outrage Report. Yes, it's hello, good to be back. Thank yeah, you. absolutely. Yeah. You're, no, you're back in New York just for the weekend, right? Yeah, yeah, just uh, taking care of some errands. You're selling your belongings, actually, right? Isn't that? So I sold a couple of belongings. <laughs> I uh, cleaned out a storage unit. I donated some stuff, and I moved some stuff to a basement. That was. Very exciting. It is exciting for me, but not for anyone else, probably. Yeah. It's uh, weird. I feel like the guy taking over for Joe Montana, you know, <laughs> looking over. I guess that was Steve Young. So I feel like he was so, still you pretty know, good. Yeah. yeah. All right. The guy who took over Steve Young then. And there was no, you know, does anybody know who I feel like the guy that fill. doesn't understand this analogy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We, I remember we did a Super Bowl episode and you're like, I don't know what we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, whatever you said. Oh, man. So uh, just to reiterate, for those of you who didn't listen last week, you are currently back doing journalism. Yep. And you have a big piece coming out next week for it's medium.com. Uh, I guess it would be by the time this is going to come out, it will be out. Um, oh, yeah. This is going to be a out. It's weeks, called so. Defiant, and it's on the platform is on Medium. So it's medium.com slash Defiant, but Defiant is the publication. Yeah. So that's probably up by now. So definitely check out. So yeah, uh, you can link piece. to that on this episode yeah. as well. Uh, the, his long journey of the weird shit he went through yeah. last summer into last fall. So besides that, I've also been getting fat. That's my other <laughs> big project recently. I'm just working on well, getting fat food, it's coming along right quite nicely isn't the food in texas just awesome though like I've i mean i'm eating my great. mom's cooking which is great like oh uh, yeah you're back at home and, now and also i eat pizza quite frequently i get chick-fil-a every now and again uh Ooh. and uh i i uh, don't walk i used to walk everywhere in new york and i don't i mean uh, 
trying to yeah. exercise a little bit now, but I just don't get the level of physical activity. That we I always did. hear about Chick Fil A. The, the, that's the anti-gay founder, but supposedly it's so good that you know you just. No, it's wonderful. Is the spicy chicken sandwich is unreal? And yes, the their politics of Chick Fil A are fraught. They do. They actually fund. God, I'm an awful person for eating there. They fund like <laughs> laws in Africa, so it's not just that they're like don't like gays. They like have funneled money to like groups in Africa. Like there's a was it Nigeria where they passed the like laws that I don't want to know. Stop ruining my chicken wrap. Executed. It's bad, and it's I, better than <laughs> Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. Oh, much better. What makes it better? Um, it's the, the texture. It's like a better cut of chicken. It's moist. Uh, the spiciness is better. There's like it's not just a dry patty. It's like uh like a kind of a spice rub, um, but still you know a crispy enough crust. Mm. Um, and it's just simple. It's just don't get the deluxe. They I, they have it set up on the menu where you can accidentally order the deluxe, which just ruins the sandwich because they put like pepper jack and lettuce and tomato, and you don't need any of that. It's just a good bread, good patty, a couple of slices of pickles, and it's just. Mwah. Right, it is time. wonderful, and for those of you who want, I can't to believe I just uh, advertised at length after saying that they, <laughs> they support the killing of homosexuals in Africa. Oh my god! Yeah, but the sandwiches are that good. It, it makes you forget if my like book takes off and like I become famous. Like this is gonna be like ground zero of what brings me down. <laughs> like, yeah, that should be their slogan. Like, our sandwiches are so good, they make you forget about us killing homosexuals. Yeah. But I mean, uh, <laughs> to be fair, like, if you that use, be a great if tagline. you do business at a bank, if you basically participate in the capitalist economy in any way, right. somewhere if down you the line, your dollars are contributing directly to someone's demise. So, right, right, it's whatever. hard to keep track of every single thing a company does. Then. There we go. And Bye. by the way, for those of you who want a knockoff <laughs> version, sorry, uh, just... of Chick Fil A, Dunkin' Donuts recently started doing the chicken biscuit uh it's not as good as chick-fil-a but it's an acceptable substitute if you're drunk i will fully endorse the dunkin donuts chicken biscuit if you're in if you're in texas too there's a great place called burger street i don't know how widespread they are but they make a never heard of it um they make a great uh chicken sandwich that's i would say on par with chick-fil-a's and as far as i know they don't contribute to the deaths of homosexuals abroad Uh, (laughs) that's what they want you to think it's probably just just opened by Chick Fil A. They just have a new name, and it's all <laughs> it's just meant to it's meant to throw you <laughs> off the scent, and then all the profits just go to Chick Fil A. So, uh, you guys ready for a racist segue into our outrage topics? Always, uh, yeah. So, uh, speaking of chicken, uh, oh no, I wasn't <laughs> ready for that. I, I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go. I to don't the, endorse that at all. We're gonna go to the Bronx, New York, for our first topic today, and this is what happened a few weeks ago. There was uh, somebody set up a food cart outside of the court. There was a cart set up outside the court. Hopefully, everyone follows outside the Bronx Supreme Court, and someone put a handmade sign over his food cart that said "Free food for Black people." All right, and people got a little upset. Sure. Passersby. This is a very local outrage. People got upset at the fact that there was food for free food for black people. That was almost certainly designed to make people upset. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) It it says in the article that they set up shop at nine o'clock and by 1030 they were shut down. (laughs) (laughs) They're probably out of food. Uh, That's true. The the, the authorities free food. It's not going to last. Did the authorities shut them down? I don't know. It didn't specify, but I assume they ran out of food or I don't know. It's yeah. either or. Probably ran out yeah. of food. Yeah. What kind of food was it, too? Was It, it was, was donuts it actually... and coffee. Yep. Okay. 
that barely qualifies as food per se. I don't know. At nine o'clock in the morning. That that's. I, I, I like so. a nice donut for breakfast. Sure, myself. I don't. I'm not knocking a donut. I'm just saying, like, free food makes me think of like you're cooking meals. You're just giving away donuts and coffee. Like you could get that in any AA meeting. <laughs> I I think this is this story is an example of shitty journalism, and I'm glad that Ajay is a journalist. <laughs> I mean, more than any like outrage because the the for, it was in the New York Post, right? Yeah, and they're known for very uh yeah. I mean it's not very some ram flam outfit. It's you know, I mean it's known to kind of sensationalize. They're, they are a tabloid. They are a tabloid right. in like the old school sense of a tabloid. Yeah. And that they like have a definite like spin and they are deliberately provocative. Right. But, but it's at least it's like a it's like a well known thing. They're not like some it's they're not an some institution. Yeah, they're established. They're an institution. Okay, so the whole article was this caused a lot of outrage, but then the the example of the outrage is one lady was like Yo, this is bullshit or something, right? And that was the whole story. It was wow. like this caused a lot of outrage. One lady's like, "Man, why don't I get free food?" And then, then, then that was the whole article. Then they're like, "Yeah." Then they shut it down at ten thirty. So do they only talk to one person for the story? Yeah, it seems like they talked to one person for that kind of story. I mean, yeah, you would probably. I don't know how much outrage there actually was. One person was like, "Yeah, this is bullshit." Well, and this would be an example of both local outrage and also media driven. It's um, it almost feels like. And tell me if this happens in journalism, and Jay, because I don't, you know, I don't know. It almost feels like the person that wrote this story went to the courthouse to cover an actual story, and they're like, "I'm gonna pad my roster with this piece of shit this week," and they just wrote a second story about oh, the. Oh, I'm cart- sure. I'm sure that 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 could happen. I mean, okay. journalists are always looking for your stories. That's kind of what we do. But yeah, I, you know, it's funny. There's a whole uh, there's this uh, writer Ryan Holiday, and he he recently published a piece about how um, how Milo is using a playbook that he invented, but he wrote a book. Previous to that, that I, I don't know if I've mentioned it on this podcast before, but uh, it's called Trust Me, I'm Lying. And it's basically about, it's about what this podcast is about. It's like about the the kind of media-driven hype machine and kind of the mechanics of it, how it works with like, starts with a small local story, get a story, find a story or get it planted on a small local blog that gets picked up by a big outlet. Like the way that uh, falsehoods and misinformation and all kinds of things can be propagated. Like the whole, you know, "Quote unquote fake news environment that we live in now, where with alternative facts like uh, oh god, don't get so, me started on fucking oh my god, facts. yes, yeah, I can't, I can't with it. But uh, as far as that's actually a good point because as far as the journalism aspect goes, the thing about this show that because I, I do a lot of the research for the show, sometimes the stories when we find them, there's like one article or two articles about it. Other times." one article starts it and then it's actually covered by yeah. 16 different news well, outlets is, and newspapers and the everywhere. thrust of the book is um it's that it's driven these stories these kind of stories that are just kind of bullshit and if you just ignored it it would just it would be just a dumb thing that happened and who cares but uh in the 24-hour news cycle with like with the you know the the monster that always needs to be fed yep. like journalists like especially in like newsrooms and this is why like i'm I, I like being a freelancer. I do. I like I have publications that I write for that I have to produce for. But in an environment where you like are hungry and you're ambitious and you're trying to get ahead, uh, you just will take anything. Well, and that's what's interesting about doing this show. And one of the things I find that's a lot of fun is that and like when we first started the show last summer, we didn't know that what we were going to be doing is trying to figure out what's a B-level news story and what's like a D-level news story. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the, it, it's kind of one of the most fun things about this show is, is figuring out like the level of bullshit. Like, you know, how serious are these stories? And I think this example of the uh, 
the free food for black people cart in the Bronx is definitely like a D or even an F level news story. It's something that's clearly just bullshit clickbait. Did they even talk to the person running the cart? They did. Okay, what did they have to say? Oh, this is the... Yeah, th- this is one of the most amazing parts of the story. Um, so I was going to get to this. Yeah. This, <laughs> so first of all, the reporter, I'm assuming, was not black because the reporter with the post, they uh, asked to get some food and they refused because they weren't black. Yeah. And then after being questioned on that, they said, oh, no, uh, the cart isn't just restricted to black people. And I'm quoting here. The person said Mexican people are black, unquote. Okay. Uh, I will say this. One time uh, I was told by some very angry black people outside of a bar um, that I had uh, provoked into being angry by just being unthinking. But uh, they uh, told me I was white. And uh, how'd that feel? I know. I know what they meant. They meant like you're not in. They meant they meant on the like I you know, the way that like certain brown people, uh, especially any like. Brown people and maybe Asian people too, to some extent that were raised in America. Like we, we're not quite white passing. Like we're not white, but if you were going to, because in very crude, broad terms, American politics often comes down to black and white. We're like, unfortunately, it's yeah. like there's white and then there's like black. I guess you meant like white in terms of I enjoy certain. Like if we're going to talk about like white privilege and white supremacy and that. Uh, that whole idea of like well, how you be, you I'm treated in society, like I'm more maybe white than black. Like I'm not OG raised on Franklin Avenue, you know. Right. Like, no, I, I. You know what? I, <laughs> I I do. I agree with that. Assessment. You know what I mean? I agree that we as Indians are more because I think I think the black experience is one of of one of discrimination and struggle, and I, I feel I mean, very of, of slavery and oppression. Like right. Yeah. Yes, and I think as Indians in America, we do not go through that, and we should not be considered like we should not be we considered don't have oppressed. That American experience that we don't right. have the black. Well, you, you talk about on Sage Sandeep about how you love being Indian and you think it's the best minority to be. Well, Indians have the highest per capita income of any race. So when that happens, when that I happens, say, though, that we doesn't cannot happen ever complain. What? <laughs> I should say that doesn't happen automatically. <laughs> right. I mean, True. you know, we did, we studied and, we, you know, I, Indian people earn it, but we also do not get discriminated against, you know, in the sense that uh, in the sense that black people do. And we should I, I oh, it's a big pet peeve of mine when some Indian tries to fucking um, tries to tries to get th- there in there like, yeah, man, I was at the airport and they searched me. It's like, no, they didn't. You fucking asshole. They, <laughs> I've been to the airport many times and old ladies are searching. I'm not searching. Sometimes I am searched. I mean, and it's it does like, happen. And yeah. you have incidents like that. Uh, like the most dangerous thing about being Indian in America is that you can be confused for being Middle Eastern in America. Right. And then you can like that, that guy in Kansas that shot those two guys. Not to make right, it personal, right. but has that happened to you or your family? Have I been shot? <laughs> no. Has, has anybody said anything to you or your family since you've been uh, in Texas? during this political era no you know again like i should say like plano is a really like pretty you know a pretty open and tolerant place like we have neighbors that are just you know probably born and raised in texas and they're very sweet after my dad died they came over they gave us gifts like we say hi to the neighbors like when they're walking their dogs an american society that makes us the highest paid it we cannot claim that there's any kind of institutional racism and it 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 upsets me and we do not have the black experience yeah and black people do experience institutional racism just by the statistics and what we see and i should say um oh that that's true sorry to cut you off um but i just remember that i did run into a trump voter at a bar um I, and I, I couldn't say that we had any kind of conversation. It was just like from start to finish of our whole interaction was like 
just I was just trying to make some sense of the nonsense coming out of his mouth so yeah. he could have some kind of conversation. <laughs> he, was, he was drunk and he just wasn't. He was trying to say something about like the media. And eventually what happened was he asked me like, oh, what did he say? I, I just somehow I brought up that. Oh, yeah. In Texas, they tried to the legislature tried to pass a law um, that abortion clinics have to like hold and pay for funerals or cremations of fetuses that are aborted and a judge blocked it. But I, you know, as I was saying to him and he's like, he's like, no man, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. And I was like, no, it happened. It happened. They passed the law. He's like, who's they? Who's after the whole time he's been like the media, the media, the media. He's like, who's they? And I was like, the Texas legislature. And I Googled it. And I was like, there's an article in the guardian about it. He's <laughs> like, that's bullshit. It's oh, bullshit. <laughs> well, and so, um, it's back to the, the Bronx thing. The the one of the initial reactions I had to this was kind of goes along the lines of what we were saying, like, you know, the black experience in America sucks. And yeah. so if someone is trying to give out free food to black people, fucking let them. Who cares? It's not an outrageous thing yeah. to do. It gives a shit. Oh, yeah. And it like, the matter. Mexicans are, to put a pin on that, I guess you could say, like, Latinos do suffer a lot of the same treatment by police. Uh, that black people do. Yeah. So yeah. In that I got to say, like, in I, the I, Bronx, I, in a lot of ways, I bet, like, Mexicans are kind of black. Like, that That tracks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, certainly. I've definitely argued with police, you know, like, when nothing happened, of course, you know, like. Okay, your your privilege it. is showing right now. Okay, right. we need you to check your privilege. God, it feels so good to say to somebody else. <laughs> no, anyway. but I'm, I'm saying that, no, no, I'm agreeing that I've had privilege. And I'm yeah. agreeing that I do not, like, Indians don't, should not count as minorities when we're talking about oppression, you know, and, like. In that, the most part. in that sense, if a black person wants to accuse me of being white, in, in that sense, I completely agree. I don't know the black experience. Yeah. Um, Highest per capita income, huh? Uh, yeah. I gotta marry me a brown girl. It's not that close. It's not even that close. And we don't even have athletes to bring up our average. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. right, so, as far as the verdict goes on this, uh, the free food Oh, part. this, okay. So we have to get, there's a fundamental concept of, of fake outrage that we have to... Like the woman who the the one woman, by the way, who is the basis of apparently this entire article is saying that people were outraged. Well, didn't say that multiple people were saying shit to them. It said, I mean, I'm sure they were, and you know, if no, I was yeah. if I was white I, and like I couldn't get a donut, and in that moment, I'd be like, God damn it! Like <laughs> I wanted a free donut. <laughs> no, the, wait, there is no. This was the this is the fact. Wait, that didn't we just media. establish that you are white though? But not that probably not for donut purposes. Well, actually, no. But if you were, you definitely couldn't get it in this case. So I don't know. That's, yeah, that's a good question. If I, I it would have been a better story for me as an Indian reporter, <laughs> Indian American reporter, to go uh, to go right. try to claim my donut and see what they said, and well, we could probably end up having this conversation oh, like this at the free at the stand. I would, that's what's fun about being Indian is we can play <laughs> both sides of the coin. I, I agree that we don't, but it's always fun to do that. Would you maybe try to pass as a Mexican and they would just give you a donut because remember Mexicans. That's true. In I this have case, been mistaken for uh, almost every race, so I've been mistaken for Mexican by the janitors in my high school in Texas. By the way, is it do people? Is it mostly Mexican people think you are? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, like you know, we would talk to the janitors in high school, and sometimes they would try to talk to me in Spanish, and I. Uh, <laughs> I was like, sorry. <laughs> like, lo siento, hombre. <laughs> but right, this is the shady journalism. So they're like, pa the, the phrase passersby weren't amused implies that there's many people passing by. Then they just had one woman who's quoted as, are you kidding me? If I did something like that, it would be considered hate. And then the other wait, victim wait, wait, of wait, this... Wait. Definitely a white girl. Yes, so right. Of course, but this is like, this is just gonna, I mean, I, they obviously were doing it uh, well, maybe I don't know what their motives were, but that was my next question. By the way, that I had is that it seems we pretty need to clear find that you have to know going in that some people are going to get pissed off, and you probably they probably you don't have to be that 
sophisticated to know that like this, this kind of thing you see in the paper. You know like, what? No, fuck people being pissed off. This is the <laughs> this is the fundamental thing of outrage. Is white? No, the, I'm not the saying oppressor. they're right. I'm not saying yeah. they're right to be pissed off. I'm no, just saying, no, of course, they're gonna be pissed off. It's kind of like good. Like I'm glad they got pissed off because fuck them. But like they're like completely ignoring <laughs> the entire history of like. Uh, and if you want to talk about safe spaces, like look at photographs from not that long ago, like while people that are still alive uh, were, you know, young, like you've got whites only this, whites only that, whites only this. You had to call in the fucking National Guard to allow a, a girl, a little girl to go to school. Like, right. If you're slightly the, different if, experience, if you're at the uh, higher part of the totem pole in society and, and we're the we're the historical oppressors. You don't get the same treatment. That's why the equality doesn't work where like, oh, if a white person did a white food. Yeah, of course, if a white person did white food only, you would because that you're not you're the oppressors. You're a much bigger story, by the way, if that happened, especially right. in the Bronx. But it's that's like people are like acting like this is the hypocrisy of it. It's not hypocrisy because black people are no, oppressed. And by so. people, it's just one white girl who doesn't speak for the rest of us. I just want to say right. that. So. The, that the, and that's why the post is shitty. This whole shit, the, the, that white girl shitty. <laughs> this post article is shitty. <laughs> So is oh, oh no! So then the second victim in the the only other victim that That's is identified victim. is the is the actual post reporter. Like the young man also refuses to serve this post reporter. It's like oh boo hoo post reporter and one white woman. This doesn't count as passers by. Okay, shitty journalism. So uh, I don't know. And so, yes, if you so want fake to, outrage, you, right, Sandeep? Fake outrage. If you have donuts <laughs> and you want to give them to black people, it's your fucking right to give the donuts to black people. No one's entitled to free shit. Right, it's your donut. If damn they're it. not selling you the donut, there's something there. But if they if they're giving it for away free and they don't want to give you free shit, that's true. This is the same way, uh, though. This always this is a perennial favorite on college campuses, um, at least since I was in college. Of the conservative students group holding like an affirmative action bake sale, and they charge like they charge a scaled amount, and you know white people pay this much, and black people pay this much, and women pay this much. It's the same deal to like make that point. Um, I mean, you know. Well, and that's the thing, though, is that we don't know the motive. Make the ahistorical point that is affirmative it, action well, is Well, but here's the thing. is that In, in that case, though, the conservative students have the motive to make a point. This person, we don't know if they were just being funny, if they, if they, they were just fucking around. Yeah, I don't we know. Don't Maybe they just know woke up the, one day and were like, eh, this is going to be fun today. Yeah, well, I can see how somebody would think that's funny. Like, I could. And so I don't get that mad at people for that. I mean, if they did it as like a, you know, hardcore pro-black exclusionary tactic, I could maybe some pe see, like see a little bit of outrage. But overall, I think this is a very goofy story. And it's just somebody who's probably yeah, having fun. You have 400 years of racism, institutional. You're still arrested and charged and convicted and have lower per capita income and less government services. Let them have a free fucking donut. My God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think it's fair to say uh, I'm going to vote fake outrage in this one. Sandeep, I feel like you might be, or have you not expressed your opinion enough yet? No, no, it's definitely <laughs> fake outrage. I don't even know if that's real. Like, I think this might be fake outrage in the actual sense of fake, like there was no one outrage except one person. Yeah, I mean, well, media-driven is also a category. I wrote an yeah. entire article because one person, one fucking dumb white privileged bitch complained that she didn't get a free goddamn donut. <laughs> J. Raj, how do you feel about this? Yeah, it's fake outrage, I would say. Yeah, definitely fake outrage, media-driven. Um, so, we're talking about white people. Let's go across the pond now over to the UK. We're going to Blackpool over in England there, which is a <laughs> coastal town just north of Liverpool. And this is another one that's very local, by the way. A hotel recently rebranded itself as the Viagra Hotel. 
Oh, nice. That's the name of the... Yeah, that's, of course. Boy. Young, 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 young. <laughs> and so some, <laughs> some locals are upset, specifically the tourism board. The tourism board says, uh, and we're quoting here, they're opening yourself up to problems, unquote. The organization's called Stay Blackpool. And they're... Uh, they're, I guess that's, a, that's the name of the tourism board? Yeah, Stay Blackpool. Okay. Yeah. Stay Blackpool. <laughs> There's no comma there, but... <laughs> anyway, um, I could maybe see this being a little outrageous, but I, I'm... Here's the thing is that the, their defense against it was like, oh, they're, you know, this is a family resort town and we don't want that name here. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I mean... <laughs> Uh, I think it's pretty funny. I, I'm it's sorry. It's hilarious. This is the furthest. Wait, length. so I, I'm really confused too about the marketing of the Viagra Hotel because a are they allowed to use that name? And b are uh, what are they are they trying to say like, hey, can you not get a boner on your own? Like, come here and take your dick pills and <laughs> fuck your uh, your leathery mistress. First, first of all, I just want to say I, I applaud the length they went to go through to make a dick joke. <laughs> I mean, they went through, they bought a sign and they like, they named their hotel, the Viagra hotel. And I don't understand. I didn't get from the article. What about the hotel is Viagra ish, except for the name. Nothing. That's the thing. Like, are they, do they, they give you Viagra? Yes. The Viagra hotel. What, like, what do they market themselves as being like a, a place for, for fucking? Uh, here's the thing is that the the hotel manager basically said like we're kind of like a budget hotel and the previous name they had which i don't have written here but the previous name made it sound like a super fancy place and people would show up disappointed so it was like, videla it, we're gonna call it the what is it videla the videla hotel what they had before yeah so he's like fuck it we're gonna call it the viagra hotel so people know what they're getting in for um and by the way, they don't have permission to use it. And the Pfizer company put out a statement that they own Viagra. They said that we are taking appropriate action. Okay. So there will, in any case, there probably won't be a Viagra hotel for too much longer. Uh, yeah. It won't unless, be up for Unless long. appropriate action is investing vast sums of money to scale up the Viagra hotel <laughs> into a world-class operation. <laughs> well, the thing is, too, and I was disappointed to find out they just did it for the name because I, I've worked in hotels my entire adult life. And I, the first thing I thought was like, holy shit, are they going to put like a, like a Viagra on your pillow instead of a chocolate? Like, is this a themed property? But apparently it's not. It's just the name. Yeah. See, that's it's really disappointing. Put a Viagra on your pillow. Yeah. Oh no, this is, yeah, this is one of those things. Well, in nowadays, for those of you who aren't like familiar with the industry in cities that are tourism uh, based cities like uh, Blackpool or like New York also is a very competitive hotel market. There's a lot of very themed hotels I think everyone's familiar with the concept of themed hotels yeah. in general. Yeah. Well, no, like, but like, it, it's getting hyper themed now. It's not just like it used to be, where it's like, oh, this is a you know business hotel, and this is this. Now there's hotels that are like that are gay hotels, and there are hotels that are made pe for people that want to speak this language, and it's very segmented now. And I thought that this was going to be a property, literally, like you were joking about before, where somebody would just like go. Just to fuck. Yeah. Like, it's a fuck property. Yeah. You get a Viagra. You, you go there just to get high and drunk and fuck for the weekend. But apparently it's just the name, and they did it just for publicity. All right, well. So by definition, it's fake outrage in that. <laughs> yeah. They did it overtly and, and explicitly. This is one of the rare cases where the person and, the, like, the, I guess the instigator of the fake outrage is uh, openly saying, like, yeah, I did this so you would get mad. Like, well, he did, and the owner, his name is uh, Neil Marshall, and another quote, he said, 
you've got to stand out in a town full of hotels and guest houses, unquote. Yeah. Like, he literally did it. He should have said stand reason. up. Oh, oh, that's the other thing. <laughs> what was the slogan? Um, the, the slogan is, we will keep you up all night. That's... You don't want that. Yeah, I didn't understand that. That slogan doesn't You don't make want sense. that in any that? sense. You don't yes, want to be does. awake all night. And yes, it does. I guess you. You could be. Are they saying that they will somehow enable you to have sex all night, or that you'll just be awake all night, well, or good. that you're gonna have an erection lasting eight hours, which is <laughs> uh, medically dangerous, as our doctor, I'm sure, can attest. Um, pray a prism. Pray, yeah, pray, yeah. I don't hate to pronounce that. But well done, Phil. I yeah, mean, that's don't right. have much baseline medical knowledge, but. All dick conditions fills an expert. When it comes to boners, (laughs) I got this. But yeah, no, no, that's a good, that's a good tagline. We will keep you up all night. Cause like, you know, the expression, get it up. Can you get it up? Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe. No, I've never heard of that. (laughs) I don't know if they didn't have it in Texas. I don't fucking know. But usually there's a double entendre that like, it's a good for a hotel and it's good for your dick. Maybe they have cocaine there too. You don't want a hotel keeping you up all night. That's true, yeah. There's the the tagline, just good for Viagra. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, cause normally like. It should be something more like we're gonna you're gonna fuck and then you're gonna pass right out. You're gonna sleep good in our hotel or whatever the fucking like like would be. it would be like you know you'll check in then we'll make you check out and check in and check out and in and out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go fake outrage in this one because the guy. Uh, I mean, some people around town might be maybe upset about this, but uh, I don't care because I'm on the side of dick jokes <laughs> and good publicity. I mean, the fact that we heard about it across the pond, I think he he accomplished his mission. It got, by the way, this I story guess. got I a lot of. Is, I don't think this is going to be a successful long term strategy. Well, no, of course not, because they're going to get <laughs> shut down. Yeah, but it's one of those things where uh, it got picked up because you were saying uh, in the previous story about things that get picked up. This got picked up by a lot of media outlets. Yeah. I think so, if the smart move then is the next thing he's got to do is change it to like the Hard Wieners Hotel and just just have <laughs> just have a list of names and just keep coming back. Like, uh, do you watch The Office with the uh, the American Office? Like Michael Scott founds his own paper company at one point, and like then then they're in the meeting to like buy him like. Uh, they're saying, you know, you're going to run out of money soon. And he's like, then I'm just going to come back. And he starts naming paper company names that are all dumb. And he's like, I've just, I'll never stop. Like, that's what this guy has to be like. Just an endless list of various boner themed names. I kind of want to give a rare fake outrage report salute to Mr. Neil Marshall. Because this, yeah. the amount of effort for this dick joke is fucking, it, it, it deserves it. It does. That's true. I motion yeah. to give a salute to this man. We salute you, Mr. Marshall. Salute. There we go. So uh, fake outrage, I think, on this one. Is everyone on board? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, as far as it not being family friendly, I think when you have like Viagra commercials on primetime TV and probably cartoons, you know, now I don't Okay, I made that up. But like definitely like, you know, during like regular, any kid is seeing boner commercials. It's very normalized these days. It is. Because it, you think about it's it's one of those things where, you know, it's where do babies come from? That's the thing they learned the next year after that is, you know, what's Viagra for? Right. And yeah. if you don't know what Viagra is, if you're like an eight-year-old kid and you're reading, you're not, you don't ask your dad, like, why is everything named this? You know, like, you don't say, why is it Holiday Inn? Or, you know, so it's just like, oh, that's a name. And wouldn't that's really... true. It's just a word out yeah. there. If anything, yeah. it's contributing to the, the uh, I don't know what word it is I'm looking for, to the 
The D? Huh? To the D. Oh, yeah. We can just leave it there. Yeah. I don't have to finish that thought at all. Yeah. Well, it'd be great if this guy, Mr. Marshall, changed his last name legally to Viagra so he could keep using the name. Like, no, it's my family name. <laughs> That'd be That's fucking great. Oh, you just gave him a strategy. There, there we I go. Like if you're listening out there. Yeah. Um, so we will close the door on that one. Before we depart, we always give our guests the opportunity. And it's weird asking you this because we've, you know, you're the founding co-host. But Mr. J. Raj, anything you're pissed off about that you want to let some steam off on today? I am really annoyed with the... Uh, more than annoyed. I think they're just wrong. Outraged, perhaps? I, it's outrageous <laughs> to call uh, uh, anti-fascist protesters uh, terrorists. The ones in, like, D.C. and Berkeley that, like, smashed a window and, uh, like... I think a car was set up. Basically, equating uh, property destruction with violence against humans pisses me off deeply. So, you're, so your outrage is at... At people who uh, who think that who say that uh, anti-fascist protesters or violent protesters, quote unquote, they call them violent protesters and say they're terrorists when they're destroying property and they have nothing to say when say cops are killing black people or uh, or against any kind of state violence against human beings. Okay, so you're at the double people standard. that prioritize property over humans. I'm not saying that uh, destroying property is right, and I don't, I don't think it's morally wrong. I think it's more tactically foolish because. Uh, now you've got uh, in a, I forget what state it is, but they uh, there are legislatures that are poised. To, it already passed in like the House. Um, mm-hmm. God, I want to say maybe it was South Carolina, um, but they uh, like basically calling uh, making criminalizing peaceful protest because they could turn into violent protest and basically yeah. making protest into pre crime. That would be make it a crime to maybe even plan protests. Yeah, it is a gre- ridiculous throw the terrorism thing around. Like when ISIS releases their terrorist videos, they're not just like spray painting a wall. Like, yeah, no, death to America, and then they just. Yeah. It is the something. most like beheading people, craven, bootlicking, like power worshipping. Like I, when someone expresses that opinion in like with sincere passion, I like you're dealing with essentially. I mean, the word is thrown around a lot, but like. I won't even say Nazi. I'll say uh, you're dealing with like a legit like authoritarian, like so someone that your outrage is uh, basically you're mad at people using sort of a double standard to advance their own political agenda as opposed to having one standard for both. Because that's what it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, the hypocrisy of it is yeah, galling. You're against hypocrisy, but it's not even. I guess even not like because it's we can. Even I don't think it's in a sense it's not a hypocrisy. I think it's an expression of a real value system in which. Uh, the order is this: like, there's a hierarchy that they're clearly expressing. Mm-hmm. It's um, white human beings, <laughs> property, then not white human beings. That's the hierarchy because they don't. These people aren't posting. They're not mad when uh, or like upset when like two Indians are confused for Middle Eastern people and shot in a bar. Now that it would be better if they were Middle Eastern, of course. Um, or they're not upset when they didn't post about Sandra Bland or about uh, Philando Castle or uh, Mike Brown or Trayvon Martin. Or, they don't care about those people. They care about white people. Or they also don't uh, post about it or seem to care when white people kill cops. But... You know, it's just that's that's the, I'm saying that's the value system. It's not even hypocrisy. It's yeah, just, so that's their value system. They'd never own up to it. They would never explicitly say like that's what I care about. But that's what they okay, care about. So yeah, so you're you're mad at the hypocrisy, and and you know what? Well, I, I kind of no matter what side you're on, um, I I just want consistency as far as like politics and the like go. Oh, you'll never find it. Yeah, well, not I even mean, in the people I, I in this room. I try so hard. Anyway, that that's a lovely discussion. Um, Sandeep Sand, any parting thoughts? I'm welcome back, Ajay. 
All right, thanks. <laughs> there we go. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Email us anytime you want at thefakeoutragereport at gmail.com. Twitter at fakeoutragerept. Give us all that love on that clicky-click on the iTunes. And, you know, if you're going to protest, try not to break shit. 